0: up, everyone? Welcome in to episode 15 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Steven Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how are you doing on this Tuesday night? I'm doing okay, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. A little tired. A little tired, but we'll, we'll get through this. Good. Waiting for that caffeine to kick in.
1: I feel you. I just had a uh, one of them Al- Alani's and uh, the Milani News. This is not an advertisement for the Alani News, but they are delicious. <laughs> not a sponsor. Like, well, uh, yet. Um, no, I'm doing good. I'm I'm pumped for draft week. We are a mere two days away. We are a mere hours away. If you were listening to this right now, so we yeah. like to release these bad boys on Thursdays, and um, dude, I am just I am I am so excited.
0: Me too. It's draft
1: week. Um, I cannot wait for the Colts to trade down. So you guys don't have a first round pick. I can't wait for the Packers to mess up the draft again. I can't wait for the bears to get Ohio state quarterback, Justin Fields. I can't wait for all of that stuff. I just, I can't wait. It's, I can't, wait.
0: <laughs> it's kind of crazy how possible it is that the bears end up with Ohio state quarterback, Justin Fields. And I mean, I would be excited if they did. I like, I like the bears for the most part. I'll make fun of them to no end. But I still I still like them, you know,
1: you know, it, it's funny for the longest time. I had just had this hatred for the for the Colts. They you know, were the hometown team here. I just I hated hearing about them. I hated being around at all. It was just so annoying. And then, you know. When 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 your love of football kind of kind of rekindled that flame when you when you know what I mean. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I I can't help but back them now. Like, I don't know what it is. Like I want them to lose because yep. of all the fans that I know, but I want them to <laughs> win because of you. Yeah. it's the weirdest thing. It, it, it's <laughs> I
0: I I feel that man. I do. I I love bashing the Bears, but I will I will root for them as long as they're not playing the Colts or my other favorite team, who I believe is the Washington Football Team. Washington
1: Presidents, baby. can we we start (laughs) Washington
0: (laughs) demon cats
1: (laughs) demon cats oh man ambassadors every time we we mention them i'm just gonna like like nonchalantly mention one of those team names as if that is their team name and just just keep going with whatever topic i'm on
0: hey one of those times you're gonna get it right and we're gonna be like we were the first ones look at us (laughs) we're geniuses
1: hey we did for all you that don't know we did we do take credit for the birth of the mcu like
0: oh yeah that was absolutely our idea 100 percent our idea i believe it was 2005 or
1: six and we're like they why don't they make an iron man movie use the iron man song and then just like do a bunch of cool stuff and then three years later they did and you're welcome for everything guys so
0: yep you're welcome world
1: i've always said i i have no problem if they never put our name on anything just cut me that two percent royalty check and i will be very happy.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll take two percent of literally any movie that was released in the MCU.
1: Any single one of them. This is totally off topic. uh A football, totally on topic of what we're talking yeah, about. What a
0: surprise! <laughs> did
1: you did you know that when like Robert Downey Jr. signed his contract for Iron Man movies, he had an option to be like paid X amount up front, or he could be paid like mm-hmm. way lower, and then he would get like a percentage of every like of the box office royalties later. Mm. So granted, this is before you knew anything that was going to happen with these movies. He took that option, which ended up, ended up making him way more money because of how nice. successful all the movies were.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's it's <laughs> just, a, just
0: a little bit successful.
1: Like that's, that's called investing and in yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. That is good <laughs> luck too, a little bit, you know?
1: It is good luck. A lot of teams are going to need good luck this Thursday and Friday and Saturday the, at the NFL Draft.
0: Yes, they sure are. We've got an episode for you guys today. We're going to talk through some news and notes, a little bit of the the draft rumors that are roaming around the land right now. Um, we'll have a quick discussion on... The the face of the 2021 NFL Draft, Trevor Lawrence himself. And then we're going to continue our segment where we're looking back on the top finishing running backs from last year. Um, We'll take a look at some of those guys and kind of tell you what we expect to see from them moving forward. So let's go ahead. Let's kick it off. Let's step into the newsroom. What do you got for me?
1: So big piece of news this week. Chiefs trade For Orlando Brown, offensive tackle Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens, and they trade away their first Mm -hmm, round pick for mm -hmm. this year, second round pick for next year, I believe a sixth round pick for next year as well, and I think another. Yeah, I knew it was
0: first and some change. I just couldn't remember all the change.
1: (laughs) Which honestly sounds to some people it might sound crazy. It's offensive tackle. You're trading away a lot. Here's the thing: Orlando Brown, all pro offensive tackle, Pro Bowler. And if you guys watch the Super Bowl at all, which I'm guessing you have, if you're listening to this podcast, they need all the help they can get
0: <laughs> because <laughs> yes, yes, it looks like Patrick
1: Mahomes was all by himself <laughs> on that field during the Super Bowl mm-hmm. against the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. So I think it's a good addition. It just, in my opinion, ups, um, not that it needed up, but Patrick Mahomes is fantasy value, especially long term, you know, get that protection and he can just keep mm-hmm. doing his Patrick yep. Mahomes thing in Kansas City.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's a he. Orlando Brown. He's a young guy. He's, I think, just finished up his third year of his rookie contract. If he can go in and be, I mean, he doesn't have to be the best left tackle on the planet. He just has to be serviceable because Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback, and and that gives you kind of like a a little bit of a handicap for your offensive line because you don't have to be the best there is because he will do a lot of the work for you just based on his mobility, mm-hmm. based on you know, how quickly he gets the ball out, how just how good he is as a player. So Orlando Brown, I think it was an okay move for the Chiefs. Um I think it's interesting they didn't just draft somebody with that pick. Um it's a pretty deep yeah. offensive tackle class, but but I can't blame anyone for just saying, like, hey, let's get the guy that we know can play and then we'll worry about, you know, Thing, and
1: later um doing. that could be great news for Clyde Edwards Clyde Edwards fantasy I yeah, look, going into next be. season you know if they it is because it seems like they're doing a very good job at building that offensive line and setting them up for success so i mean that that's going to pay dividends for for ceh in the long run too yeah. so I mean that's something to keep in mind going into next season
0: um let's talk about some of the draft rumors that we're hearing we're hearing a little bit of running back news real quick we're just going to kind of breeze through these we just don't know if they're going to happen and i don't want to spend too long deliberating because this is going to come out like hours before the draft anyway so it is being rumored that the Buffalo Bills are potentially targeting a running back in the first round. It sounds like they're looking at Travis Etienne. Najee Harris is linked to the Pittsburgh Steelers as a first round running back. No huge surprise for either of those teams. Both of them kind of have the need there at running back. If both of those things were to happen, Travis Etienne to Buffalo, Najee Harris to, St- to the Pittsburgh, which one would you like better going into next year?
1: First off, I think the Steelers need all the help they can get at the running back position. I feel like they've kind of been just like, I don't want to say cursed, but I don't know what's been going on the last few seasons there in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like nothing seems to be, I mean, they had Le'Veon Bell, but then he sat out and then they had Connor last year and then he was hurt and then they had Snee it, it just, it, I don't know. Uh, so I think they, that would be a <laughs> great pickup for them.
0: Again, we don't know if those are going to happen. Sounds like they are. Next we'll week's see episode, we're going to. Yes, yes, we will know here in a couple days. Next week, we're going to talk through some of our rankings of these rookies um, and we'll have a better idea of their landing spots, where they're at, what it's going to look like. Um, We'll give you some good insight into what we expect to see from them for next season. Now, the other kind of chunk of news here has to do with San Francisco 49ers. It is being reported that they are trying to decide between Trey Lance and Mac Jones. And specifically, are not targeting Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. How does that make you feel, Tyler?
1: I mean, uh, as a fan of a football team that needs a quarterback, stay away (laughs) from some of them. And this this whole Mac Jones thing has been a blessing to me. Like, I'm just like, yes, take him, take him. There's no teams really in that mid range that really probably need a quarterback, other than like maybe I know the Patriots, maybe the Lions, but. What's his name? cost too much. They're not going to. Don't go that forget right, about I don't Denver.
0: Think. Uh,
1: Denver. I think they'll. No, they'll screw themselves somehow, and then. <laughs> so yeah, just we just need to be put in a position where we can make a move to trade up. That that is all we need. So if, if Fields falls, you know to. This if, if he has if he goes if he's not gone by you know the sixth spot start start making calls. So start yeah. calling people so um that's good news for us as far as the 49ers go i don't know what's going on in san francisco i i have i have no idea like i'm here in mac jones i'm here in trey lance i i, I don't know what's going on what I, what do you i don't know I, i'm speechless i don't know if it's I, all a ruse I, if they're really unsure i don't know
0: yeah i i have no clue um Now, let me let me preface this all saying if they take Trey Lance at three, I have no problem with that. Okay, Like, that's fine. I think Trey Lance might have the most upside out of all of these quarterbacks, maybe even including Trevor Lawrence because of his athleticism, his arm strength, yada, yada, yada. If they take Mac Jones, I really, really don't love that pick. But I have I have a theory. Would you like to hear my my theory?
1: I am all about theories. Hit me with them.
0: Who's the head coach of the New York Jets?
1: Tell me his name.
0: Robert Salah, former defensive coordinator of what team?
1: San Francisco 49ers.
0: He was the former defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. So Robert Salah used to, to coach under Kyle Shanahan as early as last season. Okay. They're probably friends. What if, what if the Jets have locked in not to Zach Wilson? As is presumed by all of NFL media, what if they're locked into Justin Fields? What if Robert Sala called Kyle and was like, "Hey Kyle, look, we're locked in to Justin at pick two. Zach Wilson will be there at three. That's when Kyle trades up to three, not because he's hoping for Trey Lance or Mac Jones, but he's hoping for Zach Wilson, and he's looking at Trey Lance and Mac Jones so much, so that he can be sure." He doesn't want either of them over Zach Wilson because he knows that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to be gone at one and two. Is it crazy? Am I crazy?
1: I live in a crazy world, man. And I think it's one of those things. It sounds so crazy, (laughs) but I love every bit of it. And it makes too much sense. Like, like, because if it were me and you, that's something we would totally do.
0: Like, without a doubt. Right. I'm trying to think about it. Like, like if I was a head coach and I was like, hey, this is the guy. I know this other kid is good. I would call you and be like, hey, look, if you want him, you got to move now um, before anything leaks, you know? And maybe I, it just hasn't leaked.
1: I'm sure this happens all the time in, in fantasy drafts, right? Like, hey, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Like, I really want them. Don't take him or take him and we'll trade later for it. Like, it. Like, I can't get him. Can you get him at this spot? Right. Yep. And I will trade you whoever yeah. you want instead. Like, this happens all the time in fantasy leagues. So why can't it happen in real life? I just can't wait for the news coverage if this happens.
0: That'll be the oh, best Oh, man, car. if it happens, I think the, the world's going to explode and it will be so funny. Because you know what the best part of it is? If you've been on Twitter recently and you follow anybody that does anything to do with football, the only thing that's been talked about this week is Mac Jones at pick three. It's Mac Jones and Justin Fields. And how bad San Francisco fans are. That was never the conversation. What if it was just never the conversation and it was just like, yeah, we're taking Zach Wilson at three because Justin Fields has already gone at two. Everyone's going to be like, I wasted so much time and so (laughs) much energy looking into these players that just didn't ever (laughs) matter. I think that would be so, so Funny.
1: it's like a nick fury like thing in the in in the mcu yes, where like yes. you get mad for it a is. second but the same t- but it all makes sense in the end it's all strategic move. Yep. like i love every <laughs> bit of it and it shows you that mock drafts don't mean anything
0: <laughs> they don't mean a single thing it's so true i love oh that us gosh. as
1: football fans and football analysis like analysts analysis
0: analyst there you go do they not both work serves. analysis no, just analyst
1: <laughs> Whatever we are, <laughs> it shows that we have nothing to for do yeah, for anyways. we have nothing to do for four months out of the year. <laughs> so we just need a <laughs> <It's laughs> So true. Uh,
0: Mac Jones McCorkle Jones. Do you, McCorkle, did you know that's his name? McCorkle? I heard
1: that. I heard that.
0: I that, think what, that's so funny. Embrace
1: that. Be famous for being a McCorkle.
0: Who else is a McCorkle? Right. Be the McCorkle. I, I don't know a s- single other McCorkle.
1: I can name you a lot of Macs. Like, from cars?
0: He's a Mack truck? <laughs> that's, the, that's the only other Mack I can think of. Sounds like they're definitely taking a quarterback. They're likely to ch- trade Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the report. Not a big surprise there. I think we all kind of expected it. Do you see any team... Like, if a team was to make a trade for Jimmy G, who would you guess it would be?
1: I mean, I think obvious landing choice is New England. Something... I know yeah. we've a lot of people have talked about mm-hmm. that. It just why not? Because it's one of those yeah. things where if this is the last year with Cam, maybe Jimmy is your guy going forward, you know? He's shown yeah, the promise. Could be. He had a bad mm-hmm. year where he was injured. You know, maybe it's just one of those things where he was meant to go back there and yeah. finish his career there and maybe pff, maybe take him to a Super Bowl. Maybe we'll yeah, get Jimmy maybe. G versus uh Tom Brady in the Super Bowl in a few years.
0: Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Did you did you see the uh the interview that Kyle Shanahan had the other had yesterday, I think. It was like, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on your roster on Sunday? That was the question. And he was like, I I don't even know if any <laughs> of us are gonna be alive on Sunday, let alone who's gonna be on the roster. Oh, so I I,
1: like, what? I saw the headline. Like, what a
0: dumb answer.
1: <laughs> I saw the headline where it was like he might not even be part of the roster or alive. I just thought that meant like alive in the sense of like ready to go like available i didn't realize he meant in the literal
0: sense like yeah, he's like i don't know if any of us are gonna be alive on sunday i was like what a stupid answer just say no comment dude come on (laughs)
1: like anything would have been you would have been better off saying no
0: (laughs) yes no would have been a better answer oh my gosh (laughs) All right, well, let's stop talking about the 49ers because that's all anyone on planet Earth is doing right now, it feels like. So, well, so let's, let's keep talk. doing
1: it. Who doesn't want to talk about them? <laughs> they have fantastic, <laughs> fantastic chocolate there, that that Ghirardelli. Ugh. What? Come on, man. They have, <laughs> the Ghirardelli chocolate. Is that in You've never San Francisco? Had... It's based out of San Francisco, and I believe, I think. I did not know that. It's the home of, like, Lucasfilm. I think it's San Francisco. Oh, I believe that. So we'll go there eventually. We'll is visit the 49ers. Dude, I I don't do It's late. It's like 9:30 on a Tuesday. <laughs> He's like, I don't I, I don't, don't know, know things on a Tuesday
0: night. Okay, so let's talk Trevor Lawrence <laughs> real quick. Um I just have a quick question. Since it's draft week, I thought it would be fun to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about one of the picks that we can say we're uh, 99% sure of, 99.9% sure of, like is there you know that that meme of it's it's a uh, Iron Man and what's his face Wizard face? Why can't I think a uh, Doctor Strange? And it's like, yeah, I saw three billion something or other scenarios of how this would play out, and how many did we win? One. And it's like, how many scenarios did the Jacksonville Jaguars not take Trevor Lawrence in the first pick? And it's like one. So it's like. We're confident that Trevor Lawrence is going to be in Jacksonville. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Trevor Lawrence over under top 15 quarterback next year. Tell me what you think.
1: Trevor Lawrence, top 15 quarterback of the year.
0: I'm I'm trying to picture us
1: in 10 months saying, oh, this past season, Trevor Lawrence was way better than anything we could have ever thought.
0: Finished the season at QB7, QB9, QB like what? Or he was just like, he was good, but the Jaguars were bad. He finished at QB17. Like, I don't, I just don't know. I'm not, I'm not super I, sure what to expect. I
1: think, I don't know if I'm having like a Doctor Strange moment, but I just can't see the future. I'm hmm. having yeah. trouble. I, <laughs> if I had to put money on it, if someone said, Hey man, put money down on it, top 15, I, I think I would stay outside top 15. He's got some weapons. He's got Marvin Jones, Chanel, DJ shark, you know, Robinson's back. Carlos Hyde is joining the team. And no, I don't think so. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are still just a, a bad team, right? They have weapons, but they're just not a good football team.
0: And that's, and that's why we say that, right? Like you're not saying you don't think he is a top 15 quarterback, but from a fantasy standpoint this year, the Jaguars are not good enough to let him perform as a top 15 fantasy quarterback, right?
1: Correct. So, like, when you had James Robinson perform the way he did last year on such a bad football team, that Mm -hmm. part of the reason that was so amazing was because it was such a bad football team. Yes. I don't see that happening with him, especially with the weapons. So you'll have James Robinson and Carlos Hyde have taken some carries, possibly another rookie taking some carries. Got some weapons receiving wise, but I just, I I don't feel it. I just, I don't feel it going forward. Maybe give him a few years. Maybe mm-hmm. I just, I really, I honestly, truly worry that he's going to be one of those people that is stuck on a bad football team and it, it's going to like, it's going to kill his career.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. My guess would be like maybe a top 20 quarterback, but I just don't see him finishing within the top fifteen, and it's because the Jaguars are just not a good. It's not a good organization. I don't feel comfortable trusting them Ooh, as a team. Question. Oh yeah. Answer.
1: Everyone hates me. I swear. If Trubisky <laughs> was the starting quarterback in Buffalo, <laughs> in Buffalo, okay, in Buffalo, would you start Trubisky in Buffalo or Lawrence in um, Jacksonville? Oh gosh. Like week it's this week oh, one. Man. Josh um, Allen's out for the season because of a preseason injury. Trubisky's our guy. Who you who you started out of the two?
0: <laughs> oh man. What a question. I <laughs> um I I think Trevor Lawrence.
1: Sorry, that's the wrong answer.
0: <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. QB one. No, um listen, listen. I don't think Mitch would be awful. Like I think he could Perform okay. I think I don't think the team would would like crash totally downhill. I just don't see him like the things that made Josh Allen a really good quarterback this year. Mitch isn't probably going to do those things. He's not going to run as much. I don't think. I mean, I know he's the athletic. thing is, he does seem like yeah, he he's a good mobile quarterback. Uh huh. Because of the coaching. Sorry, I don't want to get on <laughs> So maybe <laughs> right. we don't spend too much time. But I I would go Trevor Lawrence. By a little that's bit, fair. not by a lot of it. Okay, that's fair. I, Stephon Diggs. See, that's the thing. That's the thing that gets me. is, is like Stephon Diggs is really good. <laughs> or throw he, he'll he'll out a little bit, you know? In the backfield? Dude. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Buffalo okay, might I have come to, I out. Have to think about it. I have to Dude, about
1: Buffalo it. might come out this year and just be like, well, the team. Like, there's a possibility they come out and they're just the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Mm-hmm. Like level, I, like I,
0: I feel more comfortable with Buffalo than I do with Kansas City this year. I think,
1: like that's they, they're just such a good team, and I mm-hmm. think they were one of those teams last year where the, like like these Chiefs were just above them, so like you still focus on the Chiefs, yeah, as the top yep. dog, but like dude, the Bills, I'm scared of them.
0: Mm-hmm. So as long as Josh Allen doesn't regress, quality wise, maybe fan- like he can regress fantasy wise, that's fine. It's probably going to happen. He. Did a lot of crazy things, but as long mm-hmm. as he doesn't regress, like actual real life quarterback quality wise, I, I would pick Buffalo as my number one team in the AFC. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. I think Buffalo one, Kansas City probably still two, but then and then we're looking at like Baltimore and weirdly enough Cleveland. Dude, um, Cleveland
1: are monsters.
0: Isn't that crazy? I I think it's so fun that they're up there now. I think that's really cool. Maybe we'll have to do a, a an episode on this later on down the I know, that's what down I was just like kind of guessing our, our placements because I think we can have some fun conversations with that. But let's go ahead. Let's move to the meat of today's episode. We're going to be looking back at some more of the top running backs from last season. So real quick, last week we talked about the top five running backs. We talked about Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, and Aaron Jones. Top five of last year's fantasy running backs in half PPR. Okay. Half PPR. Now we've got, we've got a few other running backs to talk about tonight. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's kick it off with my favorite player on this list. Jonathan Taylor running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He comes in as running back six in his rookie year. I am still really excited about Jonathan Taylor.
1: It's crazy. He finished six with like, you know, the first half of the season that he had, you were, you were expecting this big uh-huh. breakout, and then it didn't happen. And then all of a sudden there's like yeah. a thousand other relevant running backs on the Colts and no one knows what's going on. <laughs> and then it just, it happens. It, it kind of pulls the Montgomery, right? He just shows out mm-hmm. the second half of the season, finishes qu- or quarterback, running back six on the season. And you got, you taking him in your first round, of your mock draft. Like that's yep. where we're at Jonathan Taylor. I,
0: oh yeah, we we sure are.
1: I love this running back. I love Jonathan Taylor. He's so talented. I think he's going to go so far. You know, he's one of those players that I can definitely see being, you know, that future Hall of Famer for the Colts. You know, you guys have had some good luck with running backs in the past. I expect to see him in that echelon. You play Houston twice a year, so that's a gimme. Yes. You play Jacksonville <laughs> twice a year. That does help a lot. That's like half also a Also helps a lot. You, you do play some good rushing defenses next year and some good defenses in general, but like I'm in on Jonathan Taylor. I'm sold. You know, like take my money. I'm all for him. I <laughs> as far as next year goes, I I expect nothing but good things. I expect easily a top ten finish. You know, you know, and who knows what could happen? Maybe even higher than that.
0: I've got through a ton of my projections, so I've got a lot of kind of the the upper echelon guys kind of projected out and ranked. I've got him at running back six right now. So running back six again. My only thing that kind of keeps me from bumping him up a little bit more is that I think Marlon Mack being back huh, that kind of run. I think that's going to impact a little bit and it's not going to be like this, this huge thorn in his side, but I think it's going to limit his upside a little bit. Cause think like when they're playing Jacksonville, when they're playing Houston, he's probably going to put up a hundred plus yards in the first half, right? Maybe score a touchdown. He's going to mm-hmm. have these like awesome first halves. And then he's going to get sat because oh the Colts are up by 15 they're just going to put Marlon Mack in and it's going to be the same thing as with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt where he's like and we'll we'll talk about them later actually but Nick Chubb comes in he's phenomenal he plays this game and he and he does really well he scores you a ton of points but, but that upside is limited a little bit because Kareem Hunt's going to come in and finish the game up yep. it's enough to be relevant still and I don't know if Marlon Mack is going to be this like fantasy relevant player but I think he's going to eat into JT's volume a little bit just enough that he's not like he's not gonna finish at running back two, running back one, running back three. But he could be running back five, and I and I almost guarantee he'll be top eight.
1: Let us move on to running back seven on the year, who we just kind of mentioned a minute ago. No one saw it coming because you know you can't because Jacksonville's not a good team. I'm sorry, Jacksonville fans you, you <laughs> did not have a good team. But you did have well, a great well, running back well. in James Robinson. Uh, Like I said, seven on the year. But he was really the only player on your team last season. And that's where we kind of run into the issue. (laughs) He
0: really was. Because
1: you got the top prospect coming Mm -hmm. onto your team this season um, in that of Trevor Lawrence. You got some receiving weapons, as we had mentioned before. So you're going to really cut into that James Robinson Mm -hmm. ball carrying. You're going to take away a lot of touches for him. I just I don't see him repeating. I do I do kind of think it was like a lightning in the bottle type situation. I do think he's a good or running back. I do think he's a good player, but like not on that team and not with everyone around him the way they it will be next season. I just I don't see him repeating the way he did.
0: It's going to be really hard for him to like do anything super similar Mm -hmm. because, like you said. The team's not good. I think a lot of the variables that kind of made him so good last year just aren't going to be true anymore. Think of the quarterbacks that he was playing with. I don't even remember all of their names. It's like it was Gardner Minshew and then it was those other backup quarterbacks they threw in there in order to tank and get Trevor Lawrence, right? But it's like, okay, these guys, they can't throw the ball, which means. DJ Chark is not involved in any of these games. LaVisca Chenault was injured most of the year. Didn't play a ton from what I, if I remember correctly, I think he was injured most of the season. They don't have tight ends on that team. Like there's no other option. So it was just like force feed James Robinson, all game, every game. Let him carry us right to the first pick in the NFL draft, which is what happened. And I expect Trevor Lawrence to have a year that looks like Joe Burrows did at the beginning of, of last season, where he's just like, they're like, hey, look, we're not really trying to win games here. We're not a good team. All we want is for you to get better this season. So you can drop back 35 times a game, right? Like we don't care. we just figure out how to play and get better for next year when we can start to even think about competing. So I just don't think James Robinson is going to have enough volume to keep up and and do what he did this past season,
1: exactly. And another thing is too, like I we don't know we Thursday we will or maybe Friday,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. What
1: they're gonna do at that running back position because there's a yeah. very good chance they might pick up a running back. And if and if I, that's the case, mm-hmm. what 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 are you putting into
0: Robinson? Yeah, exactly.
1: Because if you're at this point where you're starting basically over with this new rookie QB, what's to say they're not just gonna make the rookie running back the guy too?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Cuz if if they go in, so they've got obviously pick 1, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. They pick again, excuse me, at pick 25. I don't think they'll get a running back there. They'll they'll fill one of the other holes, but they pick at 33 again in the second round. I wouldn't do it, but I I can really see them being like, "Hey, it's the second round. We don't we don't have to pay the same thing we would have to pay for a first round draft pick." Let's grab Javante Williams if he's there, Travis Etienne if he's there, who wh- whichever running back is is still available. I think one of those top three will be there. One of Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. If they grab one of them, James Robinson becomes irrelevant to me because they have nothing invested in him. Absolutely nothing invested in him. To him undrafted free agent. You know they're paying him next to nothing, so it's like they don't they don't need to give him touches. No no, no it now. was
1: like it was like some free It was free real estate last year with. Yeah, exactly it was exactly what it was.
0: It's like, "Hey, thanks for being thanks for being pretty good and and showing up for us this year. Uh we're done now. Like you can be the second guy on our team. Like we're fine with that." You know what I mean? Like <laughs> even for a backup running back, he's cheap right yeah. now. So
1: And you know what? Maybe it don't... ends up maybe we're all wrong it ends up turning into where they draft a running back and him and James Robinson are Chubb and um hunt like i don't you don't know i don't know whether just a great one-two punch both fantasy yeah, relevant yeah. maybe it's just it's hard to say any of that with with the status of the jacksonville jaguars and yep. what kind of team they are
0: yeah and it's funny because we would have said the same thing about the cleveland browns a few years ago but like it took a That's lot true. for the cleveland browns to go from where they were to where they are and we don't really have any historical data to say Hey, I think the Jaguars are gonna turn it around. You know, like yes, they have Trevor Lawrence, but I just I just don't see it happening, especially not this season. And if you have him in Dynasty, like I do, uh, I'm looking to flip him right now. I'm looking to turn him into
1: <laughs> Oh I know just
0: about anything and try to sell while there's still value because I think Friday morning, or at least by Friday afternoon, he's gonna tank in value. So I'm really gonna try to flip him tomorrow. Which, by the way, this actually
1: is a relevant topic. We have two spots remaining on this league. If you are interested, get into this. This is only our second year doing this league, so it's it's fairly new. We have two open teams. Um, first come, first serve for the team choice. Reach out to us at firstreadpod at com. Let us know if you're interested. We can show you the teams, go over any details or questions you might have, and get in on that rookie draft.
0: Absolutely let's talk about the next running back here coming in at running back eight this last year we've got josh jacobs man this is gonna feel like a really negative podcast because i'm about to poop on josh jacobs here do you have anything positive to say before i start
1: that our friendship is so great in that we have this weird animosity towards josh jacobs and i we both don't
0: understand why <laughs> he finished at running back eight i have him projected tyler do you want to know where i have him projected 12 Running back twenty four.
1: What? No way!
0: I think that's that's, that's probably
1: that's way that's too probably
0: low. low. <laughs> that's it, way like, too
1: low? It, it. Well, I don't know because Kenyon Drake's there now. I don't that's know. That's the thing.
0: Kenyon Drake is there. You know what else the Raiders did this year? I think they only have like two returning offensive linemen.
1: You can't do that.
0: Yes, they demolished their offensive line. They signed Kenyon Drake. I have some numbers, a little bit of argument here to talk about Josh Jacobs. Okay. So last year in the year 2020, I was looking at some of the stats between Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. So carries within the five yard line. Okay. So those really close to the goal line carries, Josh Jacobs had 21 last season. Kenyon Drake had 22. Okay. So Kenyon Drake just had, had one more of those than Josh Jacobs did. Now, we, looking at touchdowns inside the five, Josh Jacobs finished with six touchdowns within the five-yard line. Kenyon Drake had nine. Okay, so he he was significantly more effective near the goal line. Now, a lot of that is offensive line, sure, but the Raiders' offensive line did not get better this year. It got worse. They had they got rid of players, and and maybe they draft someone in the first round, maybe. But that defense is also hot garbage. Here's the things, okay? One, Kenyon Drake is going to eat into some of his volume. Two, Kenyon Drake, I think, is there to be a goal line back instead of Josh Jacobs. I think that's going to take away the touchdowns. Josh Jacobs finished as a as the running back eight because of touchdowns. Number three reason, I think the offense is going to get worse because of the offensive line. The defense is still really bad, which means they're going to be throwing the ball a lot because I think they're going to be losing games. I think Kenyon Drake is the third down back there. I think he's the one in on passing downs. He's the one that's going to be running routes, doing pass protection. I don't think Kenyon Drake will be good, but I think Josh Jacobs upside is so limited with Kenyon Drake there. And that's how I feel about Josh Jacobs.
1: I'm about right there with you. If... If you told me I have to take one or the other, I, I would probably take Kenyon Drake for all the reasons above that you that just listed. I see more opportunities there for Kenyon Drake at the goal line, more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be that passing back. It's I mean, in reality, avoid this backfield in your fantasy leagues. Just avoid it. I just I really hope Kenyon Drake just comes out and blows everyone out of the water and just does what everyone thought he would do last year.
0: Exactly. <laughs> what if he's just awesome? Like what are they gonna like what are they gonna do? I mean, this team is there another team in the NFL that you feel more like bleh about than the Las Vegas Raiders?
1: I would rather have James Robinson than either one of these two people. That's where I'm at with it.
0: That is a great. Do need I say more? <laughs> no, I think I think that about sums it up. Josh Jacobs, I, I do not think he will return the draft capital. You have to invest to get him onto your roster. I think there is going to be so many better options that you can get later than josh jacobs real quick okay i'm just gonna throw a few names out and tell me would you rather have josh jacobs or this player okay ezekiel elliott zeke chris carson chris carson joe mixon joe mixon deandre swift
1: oh i just i never have good hunches about Detroit
0: that's fair you're a Bears fan you've seen a lot of Detroit games it's hard to feel great about them
1: I I I would go Swift though
0: I think okay last one Cam Akers
1: Cam Akers all the way dude I'm so high on Cam Akers
0: okay see like (laughs) though none of those players are like none of them are in my top 10 this year okay maybe Zeke is my running back Zeke is my running back 10 the rest of those guys I would rather have than Josh Jacobs and none of them are projected in the top 10 except for Ezekiel Elliott so I think we're low on Josh Jacobs Maybe we'll be wrong, but I feel pretty strongly about this one. Okay, so avoid him as if he is the plague.
1: It's one of those things where we're either going to look real dumb at the end of the season, like, like we probably <laughs> should when it comes to Josh Jacobs, <laughs> or you're going to look at us and be like, well, apparently they have some good hunch because yeah, Josh Jacobs just isn't the guy. So yep. I'm going to be the last one uh, laughing when uh, Trubisky's quarterback four on the year and Josh Jacobs is outside the top 20 in running back. <laughs> That's
0: all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's move on. I don't want to die on you this get sword. This rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. So now that we've talked about a backfield that we really don't feel good about in the Las Vegas Raiders, let's go to the backfield that we are probably the most excited about when it comes to having multiple players that we think are going to be good for fantasy. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns coming in at running back nine. Is Nick Chubb coming in, running back 10, Kareem Hunt. Let's talk about them together because they go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Absolutely. So good. So freaking good. You just,
1: first off, as as a team, see your running backs finish two in the top 10 right next to each other. That's what you want. Yeah. That's consistency. That's an even um, sharing of the ball. You know, both guys mm-hmm. are getting touchdowns. Both guys are getting carries, yards, all of that fun stuff. That is exactly what you want in all of this. So it's only appropriate that we talk about both of them at the same time, right? I agree. Peanut I agree. butter and jelly. That's how I'm going to refer to them from now on going forward because that's fun analogy. Who doesn't like peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> Browns are looking good, man. Browns are looking solid. Their defense is looking good. I just they just keep adding to that defense. Yep. It keeps getting better. Baker Mayfield's coming back. Um, they're exercising that fifth-year option mm-hmm. from his rookie contract, which I love. Odell needs to stay on the sideline for them to be relevant. So hopefully that <laughs> happens. And like, dude, I'm just I'm like you said, I'm so excited for this. You know, you play de- a Pittsburgh and in the Ravens twice a year, which are pretty decent defenses. But you you're not scared of it, right? You're not scared mm-hmm. with these two guys. There's, I feel like. The, I wish I could say more, but I can't other than I'm just so excited. I expect yeah. great fantasy finishes. I don't know where you have them ranked next year, but I expect both of them to either be in the top 10 or they'll be right there on the cusp. Yes,
0: yeah, so I, I, I'm still working on my Kareem Hunt projections. I think he's going to finish lower. Don't forget like he finished top 10 because Nick Chubb was out for four weeks. right? Like I still think That's he'll true. Be, he could easily finish as a running back two, I think. And he'll be a consistent player, which I think is really helpful. Like whatever he's doing, I expect him to do it every single week because he has a defined role in that offense. And it's either if they're losing, he's going to be in on passing downs plenty often. If they're winning, he's going to kind of do the cleanup work there at the end of the game. He's going to see his touches because he's a really good football player. He's still a very good running back, even if he's not just because he's not as good as Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb might be the best running back in the NFL. Like, I don't I don't think that's crazy to say. I wouldn't say it, but like, he could be. So <laughs> even though Kareem Hunt isn't that good, he's still very, very good. Um, so I see Kareem Hunt as like a top 24 running back, probably close to 24. Okay. And then Nick Chubb, I have projected right now, at running back eight which feels yeah maybe it feels a little low because he finishes nine this year and he was out for four games oh my gosh
1: that's nuts the thing with hunt though though? too is i can see him getting a lot of those touchdowns you know when Mm -hmm. they're down there in the goal line and i forget what game it was i think it was the one of the monday night games but i remember i had hunt in and I was like, oh, I'm gonna lose this fantasy week because Chubb's getting all the carries. It's a close game. Oh, it was the Ravens sudden, game.
0: Yep. I remember that one. Yep.
1: Yeah, here comes Hunt with like two, three touchdowns in the last quarter yeah, or last right. half of the game. <laughs> he was when, awesome. he, when he didn't need to get them. Uh-huh. So it's like it's it's hard to really it's easy to say he's to you know, he'll finish close to he'll finish in the top twenty-four, but in the back half. But you know, if the Browns know what he can do and how to utilize him, it's not crazy to think that they won't split that again, even with both of them being healthy all year. Because the thing is, even if Chubb is that good, why constantly use him twice as much when you can split it evenly, when you have two good running backs and keep them both healthy and keep them both fresh longer?
0: Yeah, no that, that that's a really good point. And another thing I was just thinking of is, I remember last season, they talked a lot about Kareem Hunt. There was reports of him like, Running routes with the wide receivers, he was going to be split out wide a lot more, and I think that happened somewhat. But he also had to be the starting running back for like five weeks, right? If Nick Chubb stays healthy and he's doing that role more often and he's out like split out as a wide receiver, he's going to be extremely valuable because he's going to get so many targets that way. So maybe I'm maybe I'm a little low on Kareem Hunt. I will reevaluate, but but moral of the story is even if he's not like a top fifteen running back for me, I still feel really good about him as a player, and I have like I have him on on in our dynasty league, and I feel great about that because he is somebody I know I can plug and play every single week, and feel really comfortable with, and he's got the other upside of if Nick Chubb misses any time, he's in he's starting running back and he's gonna be fantastic so that gives him a little extra juice there
1: he's a great insurance policy right you know everyone wanted alexander madison last year when cook went down you do that with hunt well it's gonna be everything you wanted with madison right it's gonna be you're almost guaranteed to have a good week and you can play him throughout the season even if chubb is healthy i think they're both fantasy relevant in every aspect Um, absolutely excited to have either of them on my team
0: for sure my my only concern okay is that because Kareem Hunt finished so highly this year, I'd be slightly worried that he's going to get overdrafted a little bit, and I don't necessarily want to pay up for him. I think a lot of his like intrinsic value is that he's the second string running back, so he, he, you can get him a little later. We'll see kind of where he's finishing at in his ADP as we get closer to the season because that's where a lot of his value is. It's just like not having to have to spend up for him, but, but we'll see. You might be able to sell him high. You might be able to. You're
1: right. Yeah. I mean if you can sell him if you can sell him super high, I, I would consider that for sure. Yeah, you
0: interested? One oh seven.
1: I did say he was on your trading block.
0: He is. Right? <laughs> him and him and James Robinson. James Robinson, because I I don't believe in him. Kareem Hunt because I think he might be worth a little more than his actual value at the moment. But not like a ton more. And he is just a good player, so
1: all right, and that's going to do it for today's episode. I had a blast these last two weeks talking the top 10 fantasy running backs for the 2020 NFL season. Guys, it's draft week. It's draft weekend. Go ahead, relax, celebrate, hang out with your football fam. It's, pr- it's the start of the 2021 NFL season this weekend. We're going to see what teams get off to a good start. Maybe some teams will get some steals, some good deals. Ooh, that rhymed. I like that. Guys, as always, have fun, be safe, and thank you so much for listening. Go ahead, spread the word. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe, leave a review, do all that fun stuff. We It, it goes so far for the show, helps us greatly, and we can't thank you enough again for your support. It means so much to us. So enjoy your weekend, be safe We will be back next week for the fallout of the draft Until then, may the Force be with you guys